and welcome to MRN Radio. I'm Sharon Danachek, your host. You know, the Military Reunion Network is an organization for anyone and everyone involved with or curious about military reunions. If that's you, visit our website, militaryreunionnetwork.com, for more information. You know, a few weeks ago, I did a blog on the impact of military reunions on families of veterans that served. Well, uh, we catch up with Jenny Russell and her son, Jake. The research that they did when they researched their Uncle Mike, led them to attending the 6994th Security Squadron Reunion. They joined me along with Rich Kreisha, who is the 6994th Security Squadron Reunion Planner. Welcome. Rich, I wanted to start with you because um, your reunion just took place in August, right? Yes, yes. The end of August. Uh, and it was, uh, we held it down in, in Mobile, Alabama this year. And uh, uh, this has been in the works for actually two years. We were supposed to go down there last year, but then with the pandemic, it had to be delayed another year. Uh, but it had been on our website for a while. And, and coming into this year, uh, this, this summer, uh, I got an email one day through the website from Jenny saying that she was interested in, in trying to find someone uh, who had served with and might have known her uncle, her uncle Mike. And uh, it just so happened that uh, uh, I got this a couple months before the reunion and immediately got back to her and said, hey, guess what? We've got a reunion coming up. Can you come on down and and sit and talk with people and meet people that knew your uncle? Uh, I, I knew Mike. Uh, he and I were stationed in the Philippines together. Uh, and then we were also stationed in Vietnam together. And we flew together over there. And then uh, I came back in, in August of 69. I came home. And, and he stayed there. And... Uh, he was he was shot down and killed in October of '69. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, Jenny got back and said, "I would love to. Can I bring my son Jake?" And we said, "Not yes, but hell yes." And, <laughs> and that's that's how it started. And then uh, they were able to come down, and uh, uh, they'll be able to fill you in on on. Uh, uh, their experiences and uh, uh, did they get out of it what they were hoping to? And, and uh, that's perfect segue, Rich. Thank you so much, Jenny and Jake. I wanted to start um, as much as I want to get to the reunion. I want to just start with your your research and kind of what has prompted you to to investigate or or find out more information about your uncle. Uh, well, this spring I was reading a book. I read historical fiction, and I had a book that was just it turned out to be about um, a, vet, a guy who served in Vietnam. And as I read the story, and as I finished the story, just all the pieces started falling into place. That it sounded a lot like um, Mike's story because it was a story with three siblings, with a, a sister and a brother, which was exactly what Mike had. And this guy went off to um, Vietnam and, and served, and then died. And then so the story kind of talks about like how his family handled it. And after I read it, like as I was reading it, I wasn't really making the connections, but after I finished the book, um, it just kind of hit me. And so that made me start thinking about Mike and just, I didn't know a lot about him. Our family didn't talk about him a whole lot when I was growing up. 
Uh -huh. um, and so then I started talking to Jake about it because on and off through the years, he, you know, he and I have talked about it. And when they were younger, I had taken them to see Mike's grave in Virginia, you know, and told them about him. Um, and so then we both kind of just started researching on the internet and seeing what we could find about, you know, just searching his name. And when we did that, we came across the Squadron 6994 website. I mean, so I was just like, oh, I'll just click, you know, contact us or whatever, find the administrator. And so then I just clicked and sent a message saying, you know, hey, my uncle served, wondering if there's anyone, you know, that served with him or remembers him. And I mean, I think it was Rick that sent a thing back saying, oh, I'll send out a message if that's okay. And I was like, sure. And the next day we started, you know, we got four emails from people. And the next day we got some more and they got some more. And then someone sent pictures that were like photos that they'd taken that we'd never seen before. Um, what was what was that like to all of a sudden um, be reintroduced to a family member? That must have been awkward. Well, I, I never actually met him. So I, he he died before I was born. So I never knew him. So it was almost like being introduced as opposed to reintroduced huh. to someone. Yeah. Um, and I think that each day, you know, we would get the emails and it was really exciting. And Jake would come home from work and he'd be like, any emails today? Because then I forward them on to the kids and and my sister as well. So then she wanted to be, you know, and so we were just supporting them and it was just, it was powerful because um, people were reaching out way more than we thought. And then also just the stories they were telling, um, it kind of brought Mike to life in a way that had not happened for me. Um, I guess too, I'm at a point in my life, you know, where I can kind of reflect on just, you know, wisdom and experience of my life. And I have kids that are, you know, the age that Mike was when he was serving over there. So it just kind of felt a little more real to me yeah jake i want to hear from from you and your your uh perspective of of all of this as it unfolded you know from the start yeah. of of the research to um starting to get those emails back yeah so i uh well she told me she was reading the book and i've read vietnam books as well although it's been much longer she's done it more recently but she started telling me that she was kind of thinking about him a lot from reading this book. And then she found this website and she sent out the emails. And I think I went off to work or something, but I told her, can you forward me those emails? I'd like to read them. So then I did read them and I was just thinking, holy cow, because I mean, he did die before she was even born. So uh -huh. for me, it's just even more detached. I mean, that's generations you know, before me. But um, it's kind of just made it all really real i guess i'd never really seen a whole lot of pictures of him or heard many stories about him because not even she had many of them and she was even yeah. more connected with that part of the family so it kind of just started putting like a face to the name a little bit more and making it more real i would say uh -huh. and that's that's kind of why i said reintroduced because you've always known his name i mean it's not it's not as though you there's a, a sibling or a you know a family member that all of a sudden you didn't know about i mean you've always known that he existed and so to be um um reintroduced to you know his you know his his world his timeline is his life is is really really cool what were your thoughts leading up to the reunion did i mean what were your well, what did you hope would happen? I guess the funny thing is, so neither Jake or I tend to be very impulsive, but we made this decision, like just a snap decision to go and then uh, book the airline tickets. And then I was like, oh my, what are we doing? You know, it felt yeah. a little like, because we both tend to be a little more shy and reserved too normally. Um, and this just was like way outside of our normal, the way we operate. 
And so then I was like, I remember going down to Jake and saying, oh my, have I made a mistake? Have we made a mistake? We don't know these people. We're going to be with, you know, people we don't know all weekend. And, you know, he's like, no, it's okay. It'll be okay. You know, and he kept saying that. And um, I guess leading up to it, I didn't know what to expect. I kind of went in pretty much blank slate, just open. Like, you know, I, we did know that we wanted to go in and not make anyone uncomfortable or stir up any, you know, I asked questions about memories that would cause pain. We didn't want that. Uh You know what I mean? Um, and just, I mean, for us, we were kind of geeking out a little bit on like the fact that we would get to meet these people who served in the war. So it was a little bit like, you know, we were kind of excited about that. And, um, so that's, that's kind of my experience was just kind of open. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I thought, well, Hey, if nothing else, it's a weekend in Alabama. You know what I mean? If if the worst comes to worst, a weekend before school starts. So, and and I do want to point out that Hurricane Ida was descending, you know, also, um, I think it, it hit landfall rich the, the day you guys checked out to go home. Yes, so, that, that's true. We hit some, some, a little bit of gusty wind on the way home, uh, and a little bit of rain, but, uh, uh, a lot of people left or several people left early because the airlines were canceling flights and, and everything, but luckily it steered west of Mobile, uh, so everybody, everybody was able to get out all right. Uh-huh. And I was just going to say, I brought up Ida because that's another that's another layer of decision-making on your part. Um, it's like, okay, do we even want to go, you know, deal with, with the hurricane as well? So um, and for us too, like I had emailed Rick um, the week before because also the virus was surging again in the South. Uh-huh. Um, and we live in Minnesota, and so it wasn't as bad here, but we kept hearing, you know, the South was surging. And so I remember I emailed Rick and just said, hey, is this still going on? You know, like, is this still a go? And, you know, he said, yeah, they're going to go ahead with it and everything. So. <laughs> so it was there, Rich, was there any um, understanding that Jenny and Jake were coming down and and you kind of, you know, knew that they were coming down to meet you guys and and learn more about Mike? Um, was there anything different that you did, any different preparation um, in planning this reunion and um, on their behalf? No, not really. Uh, we have a tendency in our squadron, uh, especially at these reunions, uh, to just relax and, and we don't put up a false front or anything. And, and uh you know, word got out that they were coming and they wanted to know about Mike. And, and so that a lot of people that came, uh, the alumni were saying, are they here yet? Are they here yet? I said, no, but I think they're still coming. And, and so people were looking forward to them coming. And, uh, I think now you realize Jenny and, and Jake, that you're part of a big family now. And and you're always welcome to come back. We want you to come back and and just enjoy and meet and and enjoy the friendship. Well, and one thing I know for, for Jake and for I, like when you, and more than one person had said, you know, welcome to the family. And we don't take that lightly, you know, because family is kind of a big deal to us. We don't have a lot right here around us, but we have extended family on the East Coast and everything. But I don't know. It's funny because like Jake had even said during the weekend, like that was really powerful having people say that to us. 
So I hate to tell you, but you're kind of stuck with us now. So, <laughs> so set two more for the banquet. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> no. Actually, um, good news. I think we've, we're probably gonna have more family that are interested in coming. So that would be so, fantastic. So I'd love so, to meet more of your family. Um, when you guys got to the reunion, Jake, I mean, Rich has already talked about a little bit of the fact that um, there's a little bit of celebrity to your arrival because people are super excited to meet you and, you know, to share their memories of Mike with you. So um, just walk us through the weekend and and how that went and, and um, who you met, what you talked about, what you did. Yeah, it was odd. I'm not used to be being treated like that. I'm usually a little quieter, but I think we both did kind of feel like celebrities a little bit walking in there. We were definitely turning a couple heads, uh, especially me, I think. So I was just really young. I mean, it was kind of me and Danny that were the young ones there. Yeah, I mean, there was a ton of people there that I'd never seen before. So it was kind of a little bit intimidating, but I think she might've been more nervous than I was. I was just kind of like, you know, whatever, we're here, let's do this. Was, was it JJ that we talked to first? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was one of the first ones, yeah. Yeah, we talked to JJ. I think they started out mostly with some of the more uh, stories about them that were more kind of comedic and stuff before they got comfortable with us, like the the bathroom accidents and the embarrassing things that went on and just the shenanigans they were up to. But then I think once they got more comfortable with us, they kind of started to open up more about like if they knew anything about Mike or or any stories that kind of really stuck with them on a more emotional level. So it was kind of cool to just go from being the new guy to kind of gaining their trust a little bit and hearing more about them. So yeah. Were there any conversations, Jenny, that stuck out to you over the weekend of in, in talking with some of the veterans that were there? Well, yeah, for sure. So we, Rich was so good about like kind of pointing us and pointing the people in the direction who knew Mike, you know what I mean? And like, um, and a couple of them had emailed us. And so I actually went through my emails and checked, cross-checked that with who was going to the reunion. So we'd know kind of who to look for. Um, mm -hmm. And so Rich kind of you know, introduced us and pointed it out, you know, and so we kind of all just sit there and I mean, some of them are right away, start chatting and then others are kind of quiet and shy. Um, but the thing that was really cool to me was that, so there were three guys, I think two that were there too, other than Rich who knew him really well. And so one was Hoot and Hoot was the last person I've seen Mike alive on the ground as he was checking his plane before he took off. And so I just felt this connection with Hoot, but Hoot's kind of like really quiet and reserved. And so I kind of felt like I would like jump, like, oh, hey, who, I want to get yeah. to know you. And then like at the end, I was like, I want to take a picture with you. And he was like, why? <laughs> and I was just, you know, it kind of like, I don't know, that was meaningful. And then the other person was um, Ray. So Ray um, was on radio comms when the plane went down. And so he kind of was getting the calls in and stuff that there was, um, you know, an emergency and that they were going down. And so, um, the interesting thing, and it's funny because Ray and I text almost every day now. We switch. <laughs> I love hearing from him. It's great. And um, but I, I felt like Ray didn't say those things to me. I don't. I think he didn't want to hurt, like make me sad. But he kind of shared those with the guys that were with him, and then they kind of helped tell the stories, if that makes sense. Like, and yeah. I was totally cool with that because I did not want. I didn't want to push anyone. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, and I didn't want to bring up kind of hard memories. Um, and then the other thing that sticks out was rich that night that we all went up um to the room and did the shots in memory of the people oh that was so rich, 
Thursday night. This is a ceremony that was started several reunions ago uh, by Tommy, uh, one of the guys that, that I served with over there, and he's since passed. But uh, we have uh, a bunch of shot glasses with uh, names painted on the glass. And we would drink a toast to those that had passed and uh, just as our way of honoring them. And I thought it was very important, felt it was very important to have Jenny and Jake up there as well. And that was nice because that was like the first night we were there and it, it was just a lot of people in the room, in the hospitality room. But then when we went upstairs, it was like that smaller core group, which to me, I just felt more comfortable, you know what I mean? And then, um, and then just kind of got to hear more of like, the story of that crew, you know what I mean? That little group, which kind of, I don't know, that to me helped also me to get to know those guys. So then the rest of the weekend, you know what I mean? Like conversations were easier to have and everything because we'd already yeah. had shots together. <laughs> we we haven't talked about, or, or, or I was going to ask you if if it's okay. Um, and, and Rich, I don't know if this is a question to you or to uh, Jenny and Jake. Um, to, to talk about what happened um, when Mike died, because that's, you know, it's, it's I think it's very pertinent and relevant to, to this conversation. Uh, well, I, I, like I said, I came back in August of 69, uh, and, and I was uh, stationed down in Texas uh, for a couple of months, and I got out in November. So I was down in Texas uh, when we got word that, that, Mike had been killed in a plane crash. So that's that's how I heard about it. Uh, but looking back at it, and at the time I thought the same thing, that uh, before, I, before I had come back, uh, it was time for a re-enlistment talk. And uh, they were trying to get me to re-enlist. And uh, I said, well, just send me anywhere in Europe and I'll re-enlist. And they said, no, we can't do that. Can't promise that. And I said, I'll extend in Vietnam another year. And after that, just send me anywhere in Europe. And they said, no. Thinking back, if I had extended, if they had accepted the offer, I would have been moved up to Phuket with the rest of the detachment and Mike. And who knows? That could have been me. I don't know. Uh -huh. But, but, uh, just knowing Mike, uh, having served with him in the Philippines, and, and then for for most of the time in Vietnam, uh, it was an honor to know him. He was a big man. I uh, wouldn't want to get him mad at you, but I never saw him mad. Uh, he was a gentle giant, the way I remember him. Did he, was, was there a mechanical malfunction with his aircraft? And and it, so his plane went down. Yeah, that's what we understand. So thankfully, one of the um, vets, I think his name is Joe from Arizona. So he kind of showed us the website where you can find the documents that have just been kind of declassified in the last 10 years, I think he said. And so um, the plane they were flying in was having problems. And so they came back and landed um, and kind of did some work on it and some maintenance. And then went back up because their time in the air wasn't over um, and then apparently there was a fire on board and so joe was trying to explain this to us so he said the fire would have knocked out like the navigation and the electrical systems and everything um yeah. and so that led to um the crash so and it was also they said like i think like monsoon type weather 
too, which made the, um, so like the, to go out and find them, it was harder. But one thing that kind of stuck with me was that um, the guys told me that when the call came in that the plane went down, every single one of them volunteered to go on the search. Was was he ever, um, did he ever come back home? Were they able to find him? They did, yeah. So um, that's one question I had for Jim is that they did. Um, there were remains that were sent home um, and the military had offered for the family to identify him. And even my great uncle, um, Mike's uncle had volunteered to go and do that. And um, my grandparents declined that. And they said they were just gonna go with, this was Mike, you know what I mean? And they were just going to, go, you know what I mean? Assume that it was, he, they, his dog tags were retrieved. Um, but I, I have, I would love to learn more details about that. But again, I think that obviously I have to earn my respect in this group, you know what I mean? And earn my place to cer ask certain questions, you know, like, I don't uh -huh. know if any of them were, you know, I don't know how he was found. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what was involved and, there, but. And Jenny, I don't think it's, it's, you need to earn their respect. It's some of us still have a problem talking about things back then. So anybody that that opened up to you, they might not have opened up to their own family. Mm -hmm. and, and you need to realize that it, it was it, it might have been therapy for you, but it was therapy for them as well, which is one of the main points behind having a reunion. And, and that's one thing that we wanted to do, like both Jake and I, like each evening, we'd kind of go back and kind of debrief about what was going on. And. I mean, we were hoping that we were bringing something positive to the reunion and, and continue to like I like I said, there's a couple guys that, you know, I text or email, you know, what I mean, like we kind of connected and I, I want to still do that. You know, what I mean, like one thing for Jake and I was that you guys came back from Vietnam and you weren't really celebrated. You were kind of, you know, what I mean, it was not a, the homecoming that it should have been and that you were, you know, just kind of almost forgotten or swept aside. And in this reunion we really wanted to not do that you know what i mean like i it's not a one and done for us like i'm not going to show interest in you ask you all these questions and then we're out you know what i mean like we wanted to like kind of be not that we can make up for what it was like when you guys came back but we wanted to kind of be there to like you know show you the honor and the respect that we feel like you should have gotten then and so we kind of hope that makes a difference um for somebody so and and it showed it showed the respect you were giving us while you were down there and and uh, we appreciate it. It would seem to me when you were talking about people sharing stories with you, but then also there was a hesitancy. I mean, you you have kind of mentioned the hesitancy that you and Jake had about bringing things up out of out of sensitivity to the veterans. But I think, and, and Rich, I'm, I'm gonna put words in your mouth maybe, um, but I think also there might've been a sensitivity on the veterans part to be sensitive to your feelings too. So there was um, a, a thought of, of maybe holding back on stories because they didn't want to upset you. So I don't know if that, um, that was the case on both sides. Play, yes, that definitely came into play. Because Is we don't time, know who these people were, uh, and and uh, it's one thing to to meet some new people and get to know them a little bit over a few days, but you aren't ready to open up completely. 
because you don't want to hurt them. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's it's a mutual feeling there. And and we get that. So we kind of like we understand and respect that like these relationships that we're building, it's going to take a while and work. I'm cool with that. I'm willing to put the time in. Um, and it's kind of funny. I kind of feel like I, you know, obviously a lot of the veterans, they're men and they're women, their wives are there, which were amazing too. But like, I kind of, in my life tend to be one of the guys. Cause there was one thing that a guy said, like, I think he said the word, you know, camp whore about the dog. And he looks at me and he goes, Oh, excuse me. And Jake goes, Oh, don't apologize to her. <laughs> like, she's one of the guys. And I was like, that's kind of, I, you know what I mean? Like I am that way. Like, and um, I'm really curious and like stuff isn't going to hurt. It's, I mean, obviously it'll impact me, but I want to be impacted. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. so hopefully, you know, as we get to know each other more and they get to know me and know what I can handle, you know, some more of that will kind of just naturally come out and they'll see that, you know, I'm not, you know, prim and proper. So not easily offended. No. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you were, you had mentioned that um, you were, uh, had talked with your family, obviously, about going to the reunion prior to, to leaving. So what was the conversation like when you got back with them? Well, I'd actually, I'd only told um, my sister that I was going um, because kind of starting out, I didn't know what to expect from this. Um, there were two things. I didn't know what to expect. Um, and I, I just wanted me and Jake to do this because we kind of started this journey. I mean, I wanted the first time to just be with us um, because I knew Jake would handle the situation well and respectfully, like he was going into it exactly the way I'd want, you know, someone who was traveling with me to do it. Um, And I just kind of wanted to just keep it to us at first and see, you know, how it went and everything. So then when we got back, well, during the weekend, I was texting, you know, my sister and then he was texting um, his brother, my older son, about pictures and telling him about what was going on and who we were meeting. And it was all really positive. And then I got back. And um, so my other uncle, Jim, is Mike's younger brother. He was about 16 when Mike was killed. And Jim and I have been close to the years, but he lives in Virginia. I live in Minnesota. So we've just had some distance and time between us. And I hadn't kept in touch. And so um, I reached out to him and he was so happy you know, to hear from me. And then I kind of told him, you know, what we've been doing. And he was really excited. Like he, he, I'm pretty sure we could, he wants to come next year and I would love to introduce you guys to him um, because obviously he's even closer to the situation than we are. Um, and it was his older brother. So he's really excited. And he, I was asking about, you know, like Mike's medals and his, his paperwork that Rich has, or Rick has been looking for. And so Mike, I mean, Jim found it. He found all Mike's medals he found his dog tags he found his paperwork um, and that had stuff had been stored away for quite a while um and then i kind of was just asking jim about you know his memories of that time and everything and just about his relationship with mike so through doing this process i mean not only have we gotten this new family with the squadron but i feel like we're connecting with our family a little bit more um and so that led to me contacting a cousin and finding out that my Virginia family, so that was Mike's family, and a lot of them were alive when he was alive. They're having a reunion in October, so Jake and I are going to fly out and try to kind of reconnect and hear more stories, hopefully, um, because I, we've heard that some of them, you know, have been also interested in, you know, Mike's story a little bit more. Um, so we're hoping to kind of build some more bridges with that and just see what comes of it. Um, when you were talking about 
the conversations that you had with um, your other old uncle, Mike's younger brother. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I had the opportunity to go with my dad to his reunion on the USS Ranger. And the hearing the stories of his service, um, and I think this was back in 2015 we went, and hearing the stories of his service and you, you're, you're introduced to a completely different chapter, but what that also did was it unlocked a lot of conversations between my dad and my sisters and my nieces and nephews about his service um, to the point that, you know, it's, it is very common to have all the cruise books come out and, and, you know, get into, to depth, into more depth there. So I'm, I'm excited that you've had that experience too, that it's, it's unlocking a lot of uh, conversations and memories and, 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 uh, and as a result, keeping Mike alive, really. Definitely, because my grandparents have passed. And so it's, you know, I mean, like there's been few and fewer people in our family that knew him and remembered him. And then mm -hmm. obviously the people who were aunts and uncles to him, they're, they're our older generation now. They're in their 90s. And so that's another reason we're going out. We really want to kind of reconnect with them while we have that time, you know. But then hopefully the the cousins who were maybe alive when he was alive, you know, but they were young, then it'd be nice to kind of just pull him back, you know, into like, into conversations with them about him, you know what I mean? And kind of, like you said, kind of bring him kind of yeah. to the forefront a little bit, you know what I mean? And I feel like it's just a good way to also just bring our family back together. You know, sometimes families get a little bit, you know, spread apart and I'm the worst. I live farthest away, you know what I mean? So I need to put more effort into that. But I feel like Mike, is actually building bridges for us. You know what I mean? Like uh -huh. he's building bridges, obviously to the veterans, which has been such a huge positive in our lives. Um, but then it's also building bridges back to our family that I've kind of become a little disconnected from. Um, so. You were talking about future reunions and, um, you know, you're, you're, you both of you are, are ready to go back uh, next year uh, and, and join everyone for the next reunion. And, and, um, do you think that that more of your family are going to participate? I think so. I think for sure um, my uncle will go. Um, he lives in, in South Carolina, so it's not so too far from Nashville where the they're going to be. Um, and then um, my oldest son, Caleb, who's actually named after Mike, we're hoping that he'd be able to go with us. Um, and then I have a brother. I haven't talked to my brother about it yet. We're kind of slowly rolling this out to people. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I do think there would be more people who would be interested. And then, I mean, we'll see once we go to this reunion and I kind of get to know these family members again, you know, obviously, Rich, if it's OK, um, we're growing the family here. <laughs> the more the merrier. Rich, how was this? How was the impact of having them uh, having Jenny and Jake join the reunion uh, for you? Because we've talked about the impact on, you know, the experience they had. But what was it like for you? Well, I've, I've put together 12 reunions now for the squadron. And, and each one, I've, I've said this before, is, is that the closer it gets to the reunion, the, the frust, more frustrated I get because things aren't going right. And, and did I forget to do this and, and everything? And, and uh, Cindy will tell you that she'll just walk away and leave me by myself for a while. But every reunion, I have an aha moment as to why I do that. And this reunion, 
my aha moment was Jenny and Jake. That seeing family come just to find out about about someone in their family uh, is very important. We have started out in 2009 with our first reunion and and it was mostly guys just sitting around telling war stories and and things like that but we started to get families involved spouses and then children would come they'd bring their children because they wanted to learn what what their dad did because he wasn't talking about it and and now we're getting grandchildren to come and learn what grandpa did uh, and, and I feel very honored. We have several widows, uh, members who, who made it back, but have since passed. They keep coming back to the reunions. That means a lot. Um, Jenny and Jake, what, what ad advice or what I, I, advice is the only word I can think of. Would you have for somebody that's in your shoes? that is considering going to a reunion to learn more about a family member just do it <laughs> just do it that was, that was kind of how she came to me about it she she was like hey they invited us to go to this reunion and meet people that knew mike and hear their stories and she said would you want to come and that was kind of how i was like yeah let's do it <laughs> it's kind of a leap of faith a little bit into the dark but I think it was all in all a positive experience. I think anyone who's even remotely interested should do it. So it's, I mean, it's it's an opportunity you don't want to miss out on, I think. So. One story I want to tell really quick before we go. So we had been traveling to come down our flight. We had to leave the house at 2 a.m. Uh, and get on, and then we had a layover in Atlanta. Yeah, a layover in Atlanta. So, and it is hot in Alabama, you know, so we Northerners sweat like pigs. So by the time we rolled into the hotel at like, 12 30 1 o'clock um i mean i was sweating profusely and uh the hair was a mess from the humidity and wearing i just her pajamas <laughs> i was not wearing pajamas well you were wearing wasn't i was not wearing pajamas i was not dressed up i was sweating yeah. and so we have all of our stuff where we come lugging through into the like the um hotel lobby after getting off of this awful uber by the way um and so i look and we see these people sitting in the lobby and i was like Jake, I think those are our people. And then I was like, my brain immediately went to, okay, either stop and say hi or go to the room and take a shower and present yourself like a human being in a couple of hours. And so I was like, I wonder if we can sneak by. But then I was like, no, I think we should just say hi because then they're going to know us and that's going to be weird. So we walk up and Rich was sitting there and I tapped him on the shoulder and I was like, hi. And he goes, Souls are here and he like literally comes in and he goes i'm a hugger and he just squeezes us and i mean we were so stinky and gross and i hadn't brushed my teeth and i was just like oh, you know what i mean and then it's like this whole ripple just went through like the russells are here and that's when we kind of realized okay somebody knows we're coming and this is going to be a different experience but yeah rich just wrapped us in a bear hug and he was just super excited and i was like oh we're gonna have some fun so it was like a really great way like so again if you're talking about people wanting to come I know you, you probably immediately think, I don't know these people, there's gonna be an awkward moment. Well, yeah, maybe, but ours lasted all of like 10 seconds. And then it was like, <laughs> and then they did let us go take a shower, take a nap, brush our teeth and come down decent. Rich, that's awfully big of you to let them go do that. Thanks. Well, <laughs> after giving Jenny a hug, I figured it's the least I could do, you know, get her up there and take a shower anyway. 
I, I just so appreciate both of you taking the time to share the story directly. And it is pretty special when there's a, an entire military family, a battle family out there that you have no idea is waiting to meet you. And um, it's it's life changing. It certainly is. Exactly. Life changing is what I would call it. I mean, it has definitely been it just feels good. It, just having that connection and just feeling kind of more connected to people. Um, we did the documentary during the reunion and I told them that like, I never knew Mike, so he wasn't really, you know I mean? Like I didn't know to miss him, but I, I feel like I missed once I got here and realized I have all these uncles, I realized, you know, kind of what I was, you know, Hey, this is how good it can be, you know, to have all this family, you know? And so it's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, we don't have Mike, but we have all these other people who are willing to kind of stand in for him, which to me, that means a lot. You know, I mean, I'm almost 50, but still I can use a couple more uncles. So <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because I think that when, um, you know, people leave the reunion, they and they've met you and they've learned, you know, they've they've talked to you a little bit about Mike. I think all of a sudden they're going to go, oh. I, sh I should have told Jenny and Jake about this and, and the stories will come up and they're going to go home and they're going to be looking for pictures that have been put away and, and, you know, maybe newspaper clippings or, you know, whatever the, the, the history is. So it's just going to, it creates a ripple effect um, that will be continuing most definitely. Rich, Jenny, and Jake, we're so happy you could uh, join us. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story uh, to our listeners. Thanks for uh, listening and stopping in to MRN Radio or to our veterans. We thank you so much for your service. We hope you hear it often, and we hope you never tire of hearing it. We'll see you next time.